0: All right, I'm going to go in the intro now. All right, hit it. You're listening to Season 3, Episode 2 of Hip Squared, American Fantastics Pop Culture Podcast, celebrating everything from the mainstream to the independent, weird, old, and local. Troy, how's it going?
1: It's another beautiful day in Kentucky. Uh, I mean, it's been raining all day, and it's supposed to rain for the rest of the week, and the rain's never really going to stop. But, hey, if you're not humid in Kentucky, you're not living.
0: Yeah, the downpours have come with a
1: vengeance. Um, they have. It has <laughs> and barely stopped for a couple of days, and I've cut my grass about three times in the last two hours. So yeah, it's getting a little get, bit old, not going to lie. We're getting a steamy sauna effect coming mm-hmm. through. <laughs> Yeah, and but. every every day that I feel bad or that I start getting hot, I look down at the dog that I'm walking with a giant fur coat and go, "Well, at least I'm not you. It could be a lot worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's definitely a frappuccino season at Starbucks now. Mm. So Yum. that blender has been running in full force. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Just whip myself up some cold brew. Yeah. Oh, have, that's I, a good I was going to have some of that, but it's like 830 here, so,
0: so. – I had a leftover coffee from this morning, and I made um, what well Vietnam kitchen they call it Vietnamese iced coffee, but it's basically mm-hmm. just um, French press with sweetened condensed milk, and it makes it super yummy and sweet. Have you ever had sweetened condensed milk?
1: Uh, not in coffee. Normally, I just do like creamer. I'll just do half and half sometimes, and like sometimes when I'm doing like cold brew, I'll just do straight milk.
0: Yeah. I usually just do almond milk with cold root, but sweetened condensed milk is like candy. It's like mm. milk candy. It's like this weird jelly-like substance, and it tastes so good. Like I could, ju- comes in a little tin can, and I feel like I could just eat it out of the tin can, even though it'd
1: be horrible for me. I was gonna say, it, <laughs> and get di- <laughs> diabetes in two hours. Yes, something like that. All right. So uh, no. So it's been it's been a gloomy kind of week. Spring has started and is in full force and about ended. But uh, with all this rain coming down, it's been a great time to sit inside and play some relaxing video games. So that's what I've been up to. Uh, I've been playing the new hotness ever since the beginning of quarantine. Uh, The newest Animal Crossing game that's come out, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, It's been a super chill experience. I'm going to kind of cover why that is in a few minutes so if you haven't played the animal crossing games um the first one came out on the gamecube back in 2001 and essentially the whole experience is supposed to be just chill vibes the game okay you get yeah. me so I've you have seen a little on- bit of
0: it like um just
1: kind of like
0: Little animals kind of running around is what I remember of it
1: right, right It's one of those it's a game where like so you start off and you arrive in in the original one you arrive in this town and um you don't really know anyone there, and this old this uh raccoon named Tom Nook, who we'll talk about a bit uh, a bit more later, uh generously offers you a home that you can live in um, for a small loan that you'll pay off over time. It's no big deal. And, uh, the whole experience of animal crossing is essentially just like go around, do what you want to do. There's kind of a story, not really. It's mostly the experience you make of it. Um, back when the original game came out on GameCube, it was, it made a lot of note and headway because, um, at the time when memory was still hard to come by in video game systems, like you would buy a memory card and you would be able to put like, uh, like ten, twenty game say, games worth of save data on there. Well, Animal Crossing was this game that when it came out, it came with a memory card because it used so much save data. They realized. <laughs> Didn't that was you going have it be... on the? Didn't you I have it did. on I, GameCube? Okay. I did. I had Animal Crossing on the GameCube, and I and I played it when I was a kid, and it was a, It's one of those like. Yeah. It was one of those really relaxing games. Um, and it's, it's a, I would tell like every parent that's think like that has a switch or has one of those systems, like get your kid animal crossing. It's, it's the epitome of what, um, nice relaxing games can be like, there's no violence. There's hardly any competition and the characters in her are all are for the most part, positive uplifting. So the original game came out in 2001. Um, and the whole premise is you're living in this this town and there's all these other residents that are animals that are living in this town with you so you build up these relationships with them you're talking to them every day that it's a very slow paced game um you are um like the day cycle for the game is a full in world game cycle so like uh there's only so much you can do in one given day, and then, like, there's really not a whole lot you can do after that. Like, you can go fishing, you can you can catch bugs, but that's pretty much it. So it, it it encourages you to not um kind of like binge and sit for eight hours and play this game because at at a point there's not a whole lot to do. Yeah, um, so you're just kind of doing daily activities, right? And they're they're daily activities. They're pretty relaxing. A lot of it's things like. You'll go to um, what is it like? You'll go collect fruit and you'll sell fruit to get more money so that you can pay off your loan for your house. You'll um, uh, go down to the um ocean and you'll catch fish or go to the river and catch some fish. Um, you'll I'm trying to think of what's in the original game. So so there's all of these like just kind of like background small tasks you can do along with just kind of hanging out with the villagers. Uh, talking to them a lot of times you can do like little quests for them which is just like hey i lost an item can you go find it for me and you're like yeah sure mm-hmm. man i'll go look for the book that you left on the ground somewhere no problem and then you bring it back and they're so happy like it is again chill vibes the game um so the original game came back came out in 2001 um and then this year uh the newest one released and this has been uh, one of those games that's been announced. It was announced back in like October. People have known it was coming, um, but I don't think people realize it was going to make the cultural impact it has because it's a game all about um, relaxing. It's a very positive game. All of like the characters in the game are very positive and encouraging. And it's all about making of this world as you want. And when you're stuck inside, and you have nothing to do, like the the freedom this game gives you is um insatiable. You can actually like
0: it, go outside and do things.
1: Right. You can go outside, you can go down to the river uh and catch some fish, you can go hang out with friends at their islands. Um you can go talk to like some of the classic characters. And this game they actually um did something that they hadn't in, I know at least the earlier ones, where it had like kind of a, a main storyline. But the main storyline only lasts a few days as you like, kind of pick up these minor quests. You, uh, get, uh, you get little homes ready for other villagers to move into. Because when you start, uh, and I should have mentioned this earlier, on this game, um, you're on a tropical island getaway. So you're on this island, and it's your island that you're like kind of, you have the freedom to control, and you have the freedom to uh, build up and make what you want. Um, you can customize it. You can have good, you can have other people over to your Island you can visit their islands. And it's, it's a very creative experience because you're trying, like your goals in animal crossing are what you want to do. There's no, there's not really any, after you get through that main storyline, there's not really any like set goals of you have to do this. So Um, you're just
0: kind of like accumulating cool stuff.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's what a lot of the game is really. It's, it's, accumulating like it's building up your house putting in like different rooms i have a friend who's uh, really big into homebrewing so recently he made a homebrew room in his animal crossing house with the like with a still and a chemical set and all these other things so it's it's yeah it's one of those the only things that you have to aspire to are Um, entertaining and hanging out with your friends and whatever aspirations you want to make. Um, The game, again, it keeps, like, there's a money mechanic that can drive you where um, you can upgrade your house by paying a certain number of bells. Well, actually, you upgrade your house and you take out a loan from Tom Nook at 0% interest, uh, pay back whenever you want, which let me tell you incredible deal and you should take every chance you get. (laughs) Um, But you, you take out this loan and uh, you'll pay him back as you want over time. So it's, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a really relaxing game. Um, There's a couple characters in it that have kind of been in um, through the series uh, that always show up again that you get to see. And it's a lot of people have um, really connected with this game and, a um relationship manner that I don't think any other games connected to uh, in our in our history so
0: what does is your um, island look like
1: so my island uh, it's a pretty basic island but right now it's a total mess because I have this big idea so one of the new features in the game is terraforming so you can literally like make cliffs and dig rivers oh, cool. through your island so my my Inspiration is going to be this Venetian Hills island with like bridges going everywhere across rivers and like kind of mountains and and it's it's going to take forever to get there and I don't know if I'm ever going to do it but it's one of those things where it's like at the at the end of the day uh, if I'm tired and I don't really want to watch something and I just want kind of mellow out I'll open Animal Crossing and go you know dig up a few dig up a few hills put some rivers here and kind of so mosey around.
0: Space. How much Mm -hmm. space do you have to work with?
1: I mean, it's a decent amount. It's a reasonable amount. It's hard to quantify. Like you can fit quite a few villagers into the Island. Um, of course, but there is a limit, but like there's, there's enough that you can be very creative with what you do. Um, and you can really make a lot of people have made their islands like a canvas. Uh, and if you go online at the, uh, animal crossing subreddit you can see like they've paint like they've quote unquote painted art uh using their island uh, which is really great which is really cool and there's this whole like there's so much to this game it's kind of mind-boggling like there's this whole creative mode where you can um paint and make art designs and make clothes for uh different people to wear and then you can share those clothes online that i don't even touch because i'm a terror like because i'm not into that artist thing but uh i have a friend who's made like several different princess dresses from uh (laughs) uh from like disney movies and so it's like there's this whole world out there and like options that you can do in this game so what does your house look like uh it's got a it's got a nice little area rug and it's got a kitchenette over on one side and the bedroom's in the back and it's it's uh, it's not all that. It's not all that special because that's not like really what I'm working like. That's not really what I'm going towards right now because that's kind of the game is you you do what you want. And right now, it's like, eh, my house is kind of whatever. Okay. So uh, what I've really been doing is uh, investing in the stock market. <laughs> uh, so there's, Wait, isn't there a this... funny pun?
0: Um, I, I can't remember what it is. it's like. Stock like
1: S T A L K or something like that. Yes. So uh, so each. Sunday morning, uh, on Sunday mornings, you can go and invest in the stock market and that's S T A L K. Uh, and when you invest in the stock market you can buy a number of turnips up to however much money you have. And, uh, the turnips, you can buy them at be some between like 90 bells and 110 bells each. It depends on the day. And then throughout the week, uh, at the shop, they'll, uh, buy turnips back from and uh from anybody that goes there for a varying rate so depending on the week uh and if you watch the turnip prices they'll go up and down so you always want to buy your turnips at uh, low as you can and then sell them for uh whenever they're at their peak okay so in the original games this was kind of a cool concept it was a risk reward thing like oh do i buy into turnips this week what if i have a bad week and then like i have to sell out and i just end up losing money in this game, though, they add like the um, social tools and the ab- ability to like hang out with friends has changed things so much. So you have people that will like post online like, hey, my turnips uh, today on, on my island are 650 bells a turnip, which is like it's like six. You can get 600 percent profit on the, uh, on your okay. turnips if you sell them. So they'll charge people like in-game money to go to their island uh, to sell turnips at a good price. <laughs> and uh, they'll, like, so offer, like, selling... there's there's this, there's this huge, like, black market exchange on Animal Crossing for, like, turnip prices, um, items in the game that, like, are hard to come by because there's this huge amount of items in the game of different price, and the only way to really get them is if they show up on your island for sale in Nook's Cranny, mm-hmm. Um. So like, there's this whole black market side of the game that's just wild.
0: So they're selling um, access to their island.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So like, you say like, hey, you can come to my island if you drop off a hundred thousand bells at the door, and then I'll let you into nooks cranny so that you can go sell your turnips to make a bunch of money. It's it's wild, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome. But uh, but that's part of the part of the fun of this game is just how. Out of control, it's gotten no one of the things I was going to mention. So, yeah, so you were asking about the puns. So, it's the stock market, right? Because mm-hmm. it's a stock market. The uh, person you buy bells from is um, Daisy May. So, I get that one, you know, Fannie Mae. Oh, uh, yeah, so Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. So, you buy it from <laughs> Daisy May. Um, oh, what is it? The, the grandma the person who was the original one you bought it from was um oh it was sal jones and she was a she was a warthog (laughs) okay so it was the yeah so you buy it from sal jones Uh, the the game and this is one of the features of having japanese developers in the the game is full of puns Mm. just littered with them um between like the the uh like the side text the different names like bells uh in and of itself is a pun um the name of the guy that you buy things from tom nook like kind of like the head guy of this uh this island is a tanuki <laughs> okay so like there's this whole like um world that they've developed is like half like half pulled around puns i'm pretty sure um one of the newest so one of the newest characters they came up with is a dog and her name is Isabel, and she kind of helps um take care of your island i'm pretty sure her head is kind of shaped like a bell you know is a bell
0: (laughs) that's pretty awesome there's a character in firchester hotel it's um sesame street based british show that guy loves to watch and um the little bell on the like the desk whenever mm-hmm. a new guest comes in is named Isabel and she's a bell monster. So she just rings whenever anybody comes in. So those <laughs> those puns are pretty cool. Um, I like it when games have that sort of cheeky sense of humor like they let you know that they're not taking themselves too seriously.
1: Oh yeah. And animal crossing is that one game. Again, it's, it's a great game. It's super chill. I recommend everyone get it. It's, um, it, the game has come a long way from where it started, and it's always been one of the most positive, uplifting games Nintendo's released.
0: Cool. Well, it seems like something good to keep people company during quarantine and um, be like a warm spot in your heart. Exactly. But, um, kind of going the opposite way from <laughs> staying inside, um, I have been using this really cool app Called Zeke, um, so kind of what it is—it's like a real-life version of Pokemon um, Go. So instead of going out and finding like virtual Pokemon in the real world, um, it's all based on collecting real species, um, mm. through taking pictures of them. So you have to go up. To a species, usually for me, it's a plant because they can't run away. (laughs) And then um, you angle the camera in a certain way. And then once it locks onto the species, you take a picture and then it tells you a bunch of stuff about them. And then you you... capture it. Kind of, yeah. Well, you collect them kind of like a Pokedex. So everything that you've observed um, gets recorded in your observations and then the more of observations you have, the higher your rank is. Mm. So it goes like tracker, surveyor, um, eventually it goes to I think seeker, um, biologist, and I think I'm on the naturalist level mm. now. So I've gotten over a hundred species. <laughs> there you go. Which I'm. Um,
1: they've really gamified proud of. looking. So they've gamified looking at plants.
0: Well, yeah, but it's not just plants either. Any species, so you can get like birds, mammals, um, all can kinds you get of weird people. Bugs. I've not tried people. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think that wouldn't work, but um, I don't know. I guess it would be worth a
1: shot. I would kind of hope it wouldn't, but eh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's really ne- the other cool thing is it's, it's by this um, organization called iNaturalist. And so you can upload your observations to iNaturalist, and then it'll tell you um, kind of like, well, you you tell it whether it's been cultivated, whether you found it in the wild, and then it does these kind of like distribution maps to show like where those species are. Um, mm. So that's a really neat thing too, because you're, I guess you're helping gather this field data in a way. Um, Right. They're data
1: mining using people out with cell phones. Yeah. It's really cool. (laughs) And it's a free app. Go ahead. I was going to say, so does it track where, I guess it tracks where you took that picture. So it knows exactly where that species is too.
0: Yeah. I think it's, well, it's all connected to GPS. So Mm -hmm. it knows where you took it. Um, and then the only thing is, like, I guess you're you say whether it's cultivated or in the wild. So if it's growing in somebody's garden, of course it's cultivated. Or I guess if it's like a domesticated animal, hmm. but then other ones are wild. So gotcha. But the, the crazy thing is, too, some of them, like some of the species, are just insanely hard to get. Like <laughs> there's this bird in our neighborhood. It's got like these iridescent. Um, kind of like black feathers, and so like depending on the how the sun is hitting it, it kind of um looks. I don't know, like like shiny, um, hmm. like green and blue colors, but they're for some reason like the 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 birds are somewhat skittish, and then the camera like you have to be right up on them. Uh. And, um, I think it takes like forever to get certain ones, like so many tries over and over again. Uh, so that's kind of like a challenge of it, too. So it's like trying to catch the really hard Pokemon. You just have to try it over and over and over again. Right. Have you
1: have you tried throwing your phone at it? And if that <laughs> didn't work. Have you tried buying a more expensive phone and throwing that at it?
0: Well, <laughs> theoretically, you could um, have like a really good camera. And I guess well because it can pick from your phone's library. So you oh, could, okay use a really good camera and send them to yourself and try to identify them that way. But I've never done that.
1: Gotcha. So have you had experiences where you're like in a deep conversation with somebody, <laughs> like you're, you're taking a walk with Kelly and you're like, wait, wait, shut up, shut up. There's well, a there squirrel over there. and I've been trying to get a picture of that squirrel <laughs> for like three months now. There have you been times where I've been
0: walking with Kelly and like had to stop because there's some species I want to get. Um, <laughs>
1: That's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. But there's, um, and then we went to Jefferson Memorial Forest, um, which is this really great, like, public park near Louisville that um, just is huge, and it has all these hiking trails on it. And so I was able to get, like, I think over, like, 25 species in one day just doing that, which is really cool. Damn. Um yeah, and then so I guess you do learn a lot about, like, all the biodiversity from where you live. Um, mm. So it's definitely a good learning tool, but it's also, like, that gamification element, like you were talking about, like, just trying to get more and more species.
1: Right, and like I said, it's a really clever way for them to, like, data mine and get a lot of information about where certain species are or if, like, there are, like, missing groups of species or it's harder to find something in a certain area that shouldn't be. Yeah. I guess, I don't know if they're
0: going to do, I mean, I guess they could do try to do populations of it, but I think it would be more like if it's there or not. Um, Right. It is kind of aggravating though sometimes because there will be certain species that it just can't identify. And um, so when you're taking the picture, it'll tell you like, it'll go from general to specific and it's going from, like, kingdom, phylum, order, hmm. all of that. Um So sometimes it'll go all the way to genus, which is, like, the second to last, like, right below species. But yeah. then it'll just kind of, like, hover there. And it'll never actually go to the last one. Huh. So you what you kind of do is you try to, like, angle your camera at different little shots, but then for some reason... Um, it'll just be really stubborn and not let you get to it. So I guess it's just that certain certain species are just harder to identify, or it's just not like in their database as much. No, John, but, I
1: think I think you're <laughs> underestimating this. I think you have found a newly <laughs> non-identified yet as of yet species in the world, yeah. uh, and this this app was just not prepared for your scientific discoveries.
0: Well, it's not like I'm finding Bigfoot. It's like just little flowers and things. But it would hey, be, man! I would like to think that
1: <laughs> little little flowers that the rest of the world has never seen before. Clearly, that's the only <laughs> explanation.
0: That would be really cool.
1: Um, did you ever play Pokemon Snap when you were I, little? Oh, I think I did. I remember wanting to play it. But I don't know if I ever got to play. It. I think it's one of those like Jay had it, and I got to watch him play it, or or you did. Yeah, I rent it, but I it don't a few remember. If, I don't remember if I ever got to play it myself.
0: It's well, a cool game. You're basically fixed on a track, sort of like you're on a tram, and then as you're going through this kind of like safari, you take pictures of Pokemon in the wild, and um, that's kind of what it feels like sometimes to be able to. Um, like, take all these pictures and make all these observations. But it would be neat to go, like, traveling to a totally different climate. Because then I think you would find a bunch of, like, really cool-looking things. There are things that have um started coming out in the summer that I'd really like mm. to get. Like, there is a um a lizard called a blue-tailed skink. Oh. that are really mm-hmm. common here, which you only see them the in the summertime. They got these little blue tails, and um, if you try to catch one, the tail will fall off. Huh. <laughs> so I don't recommend doing that. It's like <laughs> their natural defense, I guess, from being eaten by birds and stuff. Interesting. But um, And then the other one that I haven't been able to get a picture of that's super common, because it's just really awkward, is uh, dogs. Because... <laughs> um. I don't know. Like sometimes I'll try to take one through the fence, but I guess like a chain link fence must mess it up Mm -hmm. somehow. And I don't, and I've never (laughs) gotten to the point where I just walked out to somebody and like, Hey, I have this (laughs) app that I'm collecting species. Do you mind if I take a picture of your magnificent canine? um, I guess (laughs) I try to get a picture of Rosie.
1: I was going to say, next time you're over, we can get a picture. You can get a picture of Rosie. I'm sure she'd be happy to pose for you. Uh, yeah. All you need is a jar of peanut butter and <laughs> a happy disposition.
0: Yeah, I think that would work. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think if anybody wants to have something to do to motivate them to get outside, um, I definitely recommend it. It's a pretty small um, like download, and it's totally free. And the other thing that's cool is that um, you do just start to collect, like, a really cool album of photos, like wildlife photos, which Mm. I think um, is really neat. That's one of the things I like to do on my Instagram is because I don't go out to, like, really fancy, expensive restaurants or go traveling to any of these, like, exotic locales, but to find pictures in nature that are compelling and share mm-hmm. that, like share experiences that don't cost money. Um, right. So that's another neat aspect about it too, is that you can get a whole lot of enjoyment out of it without any kind of like monetary investment.
1: Well, I'm sure that'd be a great thing for people now, especially, I mean, with, with how the world is and it's probably a lot safer to go out and walks by yourself and go to restaurants anyways. So yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I need to figure out, like, what I'm going to look for next besides blue-tailed skinks. There's a lot of really cool... Um, so, you know those, like, bugs? I used to call them roly-polies. They're gray. and mm-hmm. the, So those, I think, are, they're, like, some kind of... They're called a wood louse. Oh. Which is weird because, mm. um, I don't know. Like, I always think of lice as, like, crust things on your body. Yeah. There's... um we well, can pretty... get a picture
1: of term you can get a picture of termites now
0: oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, we were talking before the show about like the crazy exterminator bill i'm gonna use to get rid of our termites in our house yeah luckily i haven't actually seen one of those in the flesh a cockroach roach would be cool oh there you um, go <laughs> yeah the big crazy trolleys we, we've done too good a job of taking care of those
1: mm. um hey i let let me uh I'll get you a picture from work uh from work apparently they're um mutating to enormous sizes now I think we caught one the other day that was like four four inches long so oh. it, that one might not show up as one they haven't uh have because it's like specifically mutated from uh, <laughs> That's gross. from uh different different things so
0: yeah <laughs> but it is neat to see just how much insane variety there is just like in the square mile or so around your house. Um mushrooms mm-hmm. are another really cool thing that you can find. Uh, yeah. Um so that's that's another cool genre to explore. But, um, I was gonna say, I'm
1: sure you're getting like like whole trees like large trees not see of that that's day, the right? thing that's really hard that's one of
0: the frustrating things yeah. so I was able to get tulip poplar but it's because of the bloom so that's another okay. really good thing from the spring is that it's a lot easier to um to find the species when they're flowering because I guess the flowers are so unique that you're able to get them I also learned something about plants that um, there's a difference between monocots and dicots. So that's like one of the most general ways to categorize plants. Mm-hmm. And it has something to do, like it's already a difference in the seed, um, like from the very beginning. And one of the ways you can tell the difference is like, so a dicot will have like a palm-shaped leaf. So it'll branch off like a maple tree or an oak tree. And a monocot just has like a straight uh, vein going up um i don't know like a feathery kind of kind of leaf. so
1: like a fern
0: yeah so okay. that's another i don't know i feel like this is something i
1: yeah i feel like that's something i learned in uh, biology when i was in high school and then promptly forgot yeah it sounds like i never
0: learned that so i must have been i don't know not getting <laughs> where i learned it and forgot i learned it that's another distinct possibility
1: <laughs> and teach their own
0: yeah well, um, I think that's about it for the zcap, app.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But um, yeah, I definitely recommend people check that out. And it sounds like if you want to have a chill, good time, Animal Crossing is a good way to do that.
1: Yes. If you have a Switch already and you haven't gotten Animal Crossing, shame on you. Go get it. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, I want to thank everybody so much for listening to Hip Squared. Um, if you'd like to follow us, follow American Fantastic on Facebook. You can also check out AmericanFantastic.com. There's all kinds of cool art and um, all of my writing is published there. You can also check out the other American Fantastic audio projects. A recent one I've been doing is American Fantastic Theater, which is um, poetry and audio stories by me and in the future, other writers too. Uh, Troy recorded one of my stories, The Cottonwood Curse for American Fantastic Theater, that was really neat. Um, Yeah, there's all kinds of neat things. You can follow that one um, on Google Podcast or Apple Podcast, just like you can Hip Squared. Um, Please rate and review us. Uh, That's a really good way for people to find out about the podcast. You can also share it with a friend. Um, And if the very best way you can support us is to become a member of American Fantastic on Patreon. You can do that for as little as a dollar a month. Um, we wanted to thank Mayplex Monk for producing this episode. This is our first mobile um, episode where we're not all in the same room, or at least the first one we've recorded in quite a while. Yep. So Post, uh, Post-coronavirus. Yeah, post-coronavirus. Uh, we also wanted to thank For our intro and outro music. If you need any royalty free music for your project, that's another really good resource to check out. Uh, Troy, is there anything I'm forgetting? Nah, I think you got it all. All right, we'll catch you next time.
1: Toodles. Toodles.